Are you tired of constantly getting spam emails from these bots that go into your junk box? Well, I am partnering, that is, I'm reviewing here at the podcast, is partnering with this awesome new malware company called GTB, Get the Bots for short. And for two days, you can use it for free. Go to www.gtb slash I'm slash reviewing slash here slash exclamation slash point slash dollar sign slash four slash one slash get ready 77 41 hashtag hashtag pound percent sign equals asterisk 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 eight eight two. And yeah, you just have to first donate like a hundred bucks, but it's totally worth it. I'm reviewing here. Ah, oh, I'm behind. I'm behind. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Matt Bussey. Welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here. I am reviewing, watching and reviewing Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. I'm a dumbass. You know what I just realized? This is what, like episode 33? I I think I'm in the 30s right now. Usually I say, um... Welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here, a podcast where I, Matthew Bussey, watches and reviews Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. That's wrong grammar. That's the wrong uh, uh, tense. No, not even tense. It should be where I, Matthew Bussey, watch and review. But this entire time, I'm in my 30s now in this podcast. I've been saying where I, Matthew Bussey, watches and reviews. (laughs) Matthew Bussey is not the subject. I is the subject. God, I just smacked my forehead with my palm. I, what, oh my God. We're only human, we're only human, we're only human, we're only human, we're only human. Wow. Yeah. The story of my life, what would it be called? I just thought about that for a second. Probably the... I have a, I have a good line. Okay. The guy who thinks he's an idiot because he has imposter syndrome, but he's really okay, but he just overthinks all the time. Yeah. And that would be a long hashtag. I mean, the marketing team for that movie, I'm sorry, but yeah, you got, you're going to have to think up with a shorter hashtag because that's a long acronym. But tough. You got to do it. My rules, my movie, my art, and you're getting paid. <clears throat> okay. Let's get started. Today's movie puts the expir in experimental... I am reviewing uh, a movie I have truly, and this is such a cliche to say, and I've said it probably like a thousand times already, but this is truly a movie unlike anything I've ever seen before, and I've seen a lot of movies. A lot. Okay? Today, my friends, we're reviewing a very sad, deeply personal, intimate, artistic, experimental film, British film, called Blue. From the beginning, it was Nessie who wanted me there. Nessie? You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> There's no trailer for Blue. I just thought of that line. I thought it'd be really funny. That's from Breaking Down Part 2, or also known as the Twilight Saga Breaking Down Part 2, because it came out during that era where absolutely everything was getting divided into twos and threes and twos and threes and twos and threes, and and everything was getting prolonged. It only worked in one franchise, Harry Potter, and it didn't work in any other franchises. Well, no harm to... I I mean, no... ill words to breaking down though i did really like it my best friend i'll never forget the time it was 2012 we used to act together uh in this like theater group at temple university and i remember we were at like and we were at like one of the uh uh meetings and he was president at the time and 
I think opening night happened to occur at the same time as opening night of Breaking Down Part 2. And he hated me that I liked uh, Twilight, that I enjoyed Twilight. And I remember I, like, went up to him, like, tiptoed to him and, like, gently, like, tapped him on the shoulder and was like, I can't go. I have to see Breaking Down Part 1. And he got so mad. He kicked a trash can. He kicked a trash can. Yeah. He got, he looked so stupid and I looked smart. Yeah, it was really good. We actually made it work out though. I went at midnight the night before and I paid for it the next day with, uh, you know, being incredibly tired and feeling gross, but yeah, good movie though. But you know what? I do hate that part. That part, I cannot help but cringe because that is literally the first time in all the Twilight movies when Bella actually like gets mad. Like, you know, she, so, she shows emotion occasionally, you know, like when she's giving birth to the vampire baby, she's like, ah, 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 you know, but like, in Breaking Down Part 2, it's like out of nowhere, it's like, Jake, I hate you! Ooh, and it's like, where did that come from? I guess maybe when you become a vampire, you know, you have all that uh, repressed uh, pent-up aggression, so, you know, I, I don't blame Bella for that. I don't blame Kristen Stewart for that either. Look, look at her. Spencer, have you seen Spencer? One of my favorite movies of 2021, and it's very hit or miss because it is a very artsy-fartsy movie. Uh, Princess Diana hallucinates Queen Mary of Scots or Queen Anne Boleyn of Scotland or... Wait, no, not Scots. What country was Diana in? Like Australia? I forget. I don't know my history, and I'm half British, too. Okie dokie. Uh, wow, I got really off topic. Uh, Blue, there's no trailer for Blue. This is a movie that is so small and minimalist. It is minimalist like you don't know. And uh, like, like you, I don't know how to put it into words. I knew I was going to have to watch this movie, of course. And I first read about it. I remember like seeing a picture from the movie and it was just a blue screen. It was just like the color blue. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a pretty color. I like blue. And then I started, I didn't cheat really, but I, I started reading up a little bit before I watched the movie, just about like, what was it about? Like, what was this plot about? Because I'm curious. And it said, this is a British deeply experimental movie and uh, it's all audio based. Like there's no content. And I was like, all audio based? What do you mean? And it said, no, the whole movie is just one color. It's, it's, that's all you see on screen. The entire movie is the color blue. And I actually have the exact uh, specs for the color blue, if you're interested. The specs are, just a sec, I just have to say this because it's so much fun to say. It is, uh, the color tone is International Climb Boo, uh, Boo, <laughs> let me say that again. The color is International Climb Blue, RGB 047167, CMYK, CMYK 172035. Fuck, I fucked that up. I know that because where I work, um, you know, I use Canva a lot where I work, and I, I don't know to this day what RGB stands for. Well, it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Did she invent this? The color model? Oh, no, I guess she didn't. I wouldn't be surprised if she did. Rest in peace to that woman. Wow. And who invented CMYK? What does CMYK even stand for? I can't even find anything. Christianity manufactures yesterday's killers. Oh no, that's a studio album by this American rock. Oh yeah, it was Marilyn Manson. I don't like that man. Oh, I don't know what CMYK stands for. Why do I keep saying Kai? You know, it's my British. Wow, my British. Whoa, guys, this is live breaking news. This is a live recording. I did not um, go back and edit this. I'm talking about a British movie, and my British accent is coming in. That is. So weird. Wow. Nature, man. Nature. Well, it's not nature. It's just, I don't know. 
nature. It is. I can't think of any other word. It's fate. Okay, so yeah, I was a little, not hesitant, but just like a little worried about blue. I didn't know if I would really like it because, you know, I look, I don't like experiment. I mean, I don't dislike experimental movies if they're done appropriately. You know, if, if, if they're done, if they work for me, I'm speaking subjectively, but there are a lot of experimental movies that I've had to watch. I went to film school and film school, all anybody, the, all 98% uh, of film students care about is making films that make absolutely no sense. And they're like, yeah, it's art. Look. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's your, it's your roommate puking in the toilet. I think I've said that story already. I had to watch a movie where someone did that. And the professor was like, it is amazing. And I was like, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So like I have a love hate relationship with, with experimental films, you know, I, you, and I think a lot of people agree that, you know, you got to be in the right mood, whether or not you're into movies or not. It takes a lot of effort to watch an experimental movie. It does. Experimental in general, like that's a, that is a very, uh, it's it's like a risky term to use. I remember when I, I work for a, a film nonprofit and I remember uh, when I first started working there, I, I used to write reviews of some of the movies. And I think there were a few, a few reviews where I was like, yeah, if you love experimental cinema, you'll love this movie. And my boss at the time pulled me aside. She was like, no, 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 don't use that word experimental. And I was like, why? She was like, well, it might scare people away. And I was like, no, it won't. And uh, yeah, it, it, and eventually I was like, it, it will. It will. It's not for everybody. Um, what's a good experimental movie? Oh, what's it called? Oh, well, the director has been accused of um, abuse. So he's like a piece of shit. But uh Allegedly, he's been accused of abuse. I, I should. I'm. So, I'm sorry. Allegedly, he's been accused of abuse. I forget his name. Uh, he only did like two movies, and then he re then he retired. But Upstream Color. Upstream Color is a movie that came out in 2013. I don't get any of it. I mean, I kind of do. It's about like a pig, and uh, they like. And th there's this like crazy guy who I think uh, injects like cells from the pig into these two humans and so these two humans start feeling like pigs and they meet and like fall in love with each other but they act this it's not a comedy i swear like they they react the same way that the pig is reacting so like the pig you see the pig like getting scared because there's a thunderstorm and then you see these two people like hiding in a bathtub scared because there's you know they feel like there's a thunderstorm outside it's an amazing movie i freaking love it oh that director i know his name Oh, and that actress in it is so good. Yeah, she's so underrated. Amy Simetz is her name. Anyway, okay. Wow, I haven't even talked about the movie. Well, there's a whole not lot to talk about in Blue. What is Blue about? Okay, well, okay. Well, wait, 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 wait. Uh, rewind. Did I like Blue? Yes, I did. I was very surprisingly very moved and, and oddly riveted by it. Uh, it's It works, I think. I know it's not going to be for everybody, but it worked for me. I, 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 again, I didn't totally get it, but you don't have to understand every movie that you see. I've said that a, a trillion times. Blue, I think, really worked because, you know, it gets this message across. I understood what it was trying to say, what it was, you know, I understood the movie it was trying to be. And it's only like, it's like an hour and 15, like an hour and 19 minutes. So it's not even like super, super long. And it never dragged for me and never did. And I was really like, I'm still so surprised at how much 
this movie affected me on an emotional level. Uh, and especially, I'll get into it, you know, the, the backstory of this movie is just so tragic. So, Blue came out in 1993. Uh, like I said, uh, the whole movie is just it's just a blue screen. Um, RGB 047167CMYK1720035. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. That's the whole movie. And then the whole movie is just voiceover. Now, there are a few n- different narrators, like Tilda Swinton is one of the narrators. There were these two other people. I didn't, I hadn't heard of them. Nig- I don't know them. Nigel, Terry, and John Quinton. I think they were actors too. And they had all worked with the writer and director of Blue, who was a man named uh, Derek Jarman. Derek Jarman, I'd never heard of him, but he was a very prolific uh, British uh, uh, gay director, too. He he participated. A lot of his movies were LGBTQ-themed, or, uh, yeah, LGBTQ-themed, and they came out in the 80s and the 90s. And he's considered to be, you know, one of the people, one of the, uh, uh, what's the word? What word am I thinking of? One of the contributors to, like I said in uh, the Happy Together episode, uh, in the new queer cinema movement, new queer cinema film movement, that is. Uh, And he did a lot of other things. He was an artist. He was a writer. He was a big gay rights activist. He was a gardener. He did a lot. Uh, Yeah, he was from Northwood, Middlesex. And I'm just pretending like I know where that is when I don't. But... uh, Blue was his last movie that he did, and it is te- it's not a documentary. It, it's, it's not a narrative either. It is a movie where what he does is he narrates this whole movie against this blue screen. And you find out through this movie that Derek Jarman is dying of AIDS, and he's gone blind. And because of the, the complications from the medications he's been taking and the disease and everything... He's gone, he, he's gone blind, but all, all he sees is blue. Now, this is crazy. That happened. That actually happened to Derek Jarman. This isn't like a fictionalized movie. Derek Jarman died of AIDS in, uh, on February 19th, 1994 in London, England. Uh, and he was only 52 years old. And this was his last movie. This movie he completed just a few months before his death. <sighs> I mean, think about that for a sec. You're dying... And you're going to go and make a movie and for like catharsis, you know, like for like catharsis, you know, it's like meant to be a cathartic way. And that is exactly how I felt while watching this movie. It's never a pretentious movie at all. It's a movie about, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. The end of the end of your life. It's a movie about mortality. And what makes it all the more effective is that it was real. You know, so throughout this whole movie, um, you know, Jarman, he lo- he's a writer. So, you know, he, he says a lot of really poetic things. I wrote down a few quotes. Um, he wrote he wrote something that was uh, or he says something that says uh, you hear Tilda Swinton first say, I don't even know who, who she is in the movie. <clears throat> Just another narrator. She says, you know, in her Tilda Swinton voice, fate is the strongest. Fate is the strongest. And then you hear Jarman say, and he's got such a good narrator voice too. I resign myself to fate, blind fate. Oh, that was horrible. Let me say that again. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to be British. I resign myself to fate, blind fate. And he also talks a little bit about the meaning of blue, why he made this movie blue. Obviously he, he saw blue near the end of his life when he was dying of AIDS, but he also says, this really poetic thing in the pandemonium of image 
In the pandemonium of image, is a hard word to say, I present to you the universal blue. Blue, an open door to soul, an, inf an infinite possibility becoming tangible. Wow. I think blue in this movie, it really represents, I mean, it's just, it represents the end of his life, you know? And there's something about this movie. I wrote down this note where, um, as I was watching this movie, you know, there was a part of me that really wanted to see actual content because this whole movie is all sounds. It's all sound effects. It's like an audible book, you know, it's like a book on tape. Do, do they still make those book on tapes? I don't know. Um, it's very, very much like that. It's like a podcast almost, you know? It's all, like, I had this on TV, and I was walking around my living room listening and, and you know, doing stuff at the same time. Which was, you know, a little convenient, but, um, for, for any movie, I guess. But, you know, I was, I was watching this, and there was a part of me going, yeah, you know, maybe would this have been better with content? And then it kind of hit me, no, it wouldn't actually. It wouldn't have been better. There's something about not seeing what Jarman is saying out loud that is so powerful in this film. And I think if you were to actually see the content, it would take away like the visceral experience of it all. What's the what's a noun of visceral? Visceralness, viscerality. No, viscerality, that's made up. Oh, it's a musical artist, viscerality. This is a very music-themed episode. First Marilyn Manson, and then viscerality. Oh, Marilyn Manson used to give me friggin' nightmares. That CD cover of him where he, like, has a vagina. Yeah, that used to, like, I used to go to FYE, uh, the FYE store, rest in peace, when I was a kid, and I would always walk by that. Like, they would always have it up front and center, and I would, like, shit my pants. Like, seriously. Oh, Marilyn Manson. Let's not get into him. He's he's a trouble. He's a troubled man. Yeah, but okay. Blue though. Blue. Uh, yeah. So you know, I think that is something about this movie that really, really works. Um, you know, there's another great but just heartbreaking line that Jarman says, where he says, "Time is what keeps the light from reaching us." So I mean, is this a hopeful movie? Is it a hopeful movie or is it just an incredibly dark, dismal, sad, depressing movie? You know what? It's very sad, of course. AIDS is terrible. This man was a great director and, you know, very popular in, in England. And, and he died. 52 is... You should not die when you're 52 years old. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. I think it's obviously a very sad movie. But, you know, he, he does it in a way that is so soft and and calming and soothing you know there are a lot of scenes moments in the movie where yeah the sound gets really big he always you know you know that it's a new scene in the movie when you hear the, this dinging of a bell you just hear ding and then you know it's a new you know that it's a new you know part uh in the movie some of what he says is just poetry and then some of what he says is actual stuff he goes through. You know, he talks about the side effects of this drug he was he had to take, DHPA, I think it was. He talks about having AIDS. He talks, uh, I missed this in the movie, but apparently I think near the end of the movie he starts repeating these names of these men and, and I've read that they were actually friends of his who had died of AIDS as well. And he, he talks a lot about, you know, What's going to happen next, you know, when he's gone? And that's what this movie... <laughs> I have to keep saying, too, like, this is a real... This was a real man. This was not a narrative. That is what what you have to keep telling yourself when you're watching this, you know? Because it's scary, man. It's scary knowing that you're going to die. 
I mean, I'm not one to say, but it, it just must be so scary. And I think what Jarman does so well in this movie is that you can just tell when he made this movie, it's like, it's almost like a safe way of him saying like, or not a safe way. It's like a, it's like a polite way of him basically saying, you know, guys, I've, I'm going to be okay. You know, um, like I lived a life. I could have lived a longer life, but I'm going to be okay. And, you know, I guess, I guess if you're in the same situation, God forbid, you know, you're going to be okay. Uh, you're going to be okay too. Okay. I just said, you're going to be okay too. I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. Oh God. That was, but that was not a Freudian slip. Um, I, I think though, that is what is God. Okay. There have been a lot of gay movies that I've been reviewing lately. Happy Together, this, and... Oh, uh, what was it? Je Tu Il L? Yeah. Oh, that was very, very gay. It ugh, it should have been June. Why? Oh my god, what if it was June? June's Pride Month, if you don't know that. That would have been pretty cool to review all these movies in June. Anyway, I... I, I go blame sight and sound. It's not my fault. No, it is my fault, because I didn't start this podcast earlier enough. What else can I say, though? I th This movie, again, look, I, I've used the word experimental a million times. It doesn't have a beginning, middle, and end. It really... It, 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 it's, it's a very hypnotizing, hypnotic film. I think that is what was so appealing to me. You know, it's really crazy and weird that this movie actually exists, you know? It, it, it is. You, we, we, I've seen a lot of crazy, crazy movies that make no sense and are flashy and showy. I've never seen a movie that is just one color. Literally one color, you know? And it works. I was moved by it. You don't see Jarman. Um, I looked at pictures of him, and he looked like such a friendly, nice guy. Oh. Did he have any controversies? I hope he didn't. That's so sad about reading. Um, I don't think he did. Good. He was a good man. Um, it, it's, it's crazy sad, like... I, I'm going to just um, go on a tangent for a second. It's so sad, like, reading about these great... These movies I grew up with that were so great, you know, and then you read about the directors and they were actual, like, assholes. It's, it happens all the time. I watched uh, that Brooke Shields two-part documentary on Hulu, Pretty Baby, last night, finally. She was in a movie called Endless Love. I haven't seen it, but I, I'm familiar with the director, uh, Franco Zeffirelli, because he did Romeo and Juliet, the 1968 version. And apparently, you know, he made the actors in it who were like 17 and 18. He actually made them like get naked, like on camera, on screen. And then there was another actor. He did a movie in like the early 90s, I think, with uh, this actor named, uh, I think his name is Jonathan Shake. S-H-A-E-C-H he used to be married to Christina Applegate and Zeffirelli sexually assaulted him yeah just like that I also think Franco Zeffirelli said a lot of crazy like mean things oh, what did he do I'll deal with him later he died he died a few years ago oh yeah he died in 2019 96 Jesus Christ Derek Jarman though man I it's, it's also just so exciting for me to learn about a new director, you know? Th this man, I mean, he ha there's a plaque dedicated to him in, uh... Where the hell is Butler's Wharf? I have no idea where that is. Oh, it's in London. 
It's in London. You sound like you're from London! Forgetting Sarah Marshall, 2008. Great movie. Blue, though. It's crazy, too. Like, the first image I found of Derek Jarman was him wearing a very blue color, and it looks like the same color tone. International Klein Blue. Yeah. Blue, 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 blue. How many times have I said that word during this whole episode? Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> the air is very toxic right now in my place. No, it's my dog hair. It's all over the god. Not my dog. It makes it sound like I'm a dog. It's my dog's hair. Blue. Do I recommend this movie? Yes, I do. Do I think you'll like it? I have no idea. What's the moral of Blue? Oh, man. Life is short. Life is really, really short sometimes. The end is very scary. But you know what? We can make it... When we know what our future is like, when we know what our, you know... See, this is why I'm bad. I'm a bad podcaster and writer. I can't think of any shit to say on, on the spot. But po poetic shit to say on the spot. But mortality is so scary. But I think, you know... With the power of art, you can make something, you can make it less frightening. Hmm. I like that. I like what I just said there. It's like that old fashioned phrase that people have said take your broken heart, take your broken heart, make it into art, you know? Yeah. What an honest movie, Blue. What a deeply, deeply honest movie. I, I really liked it a lot. It, this stuck with me. And I, again, I'm just so flabbergasted that it did. Blue, you can watch on the Criterion channel. Uh, you can also watch it on YouTube. Somebody put it on YouTube, which you shouldn't do. <sighs> I don't mean to be the daddy here but uh, or the mean boss, but no, don't do that, please. You could get arrested and you could get sentenced to death. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but you actually could get fined like a lot of money. So do, do not do that, please. It's not fair to the filmmakers. It's not fair to anyone at all. Uh, yeah. Check it out. You know, take a chance and really, really sit through it. Um, but I do admit, though, you know, you got to be in the right mood, not just for Blue, just for any movie like this. This was awesome, as always, you guys. I will see you next time on I'm Reviewing Here. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at I'm Reviewing Here. You can also follow me personally at Mabussy. Why are you laughing? It's not funny. It's my last name and the first two letters of my first name, Matt. Mabussy. That's how you say it. You guys are so dirty. Um, and this chair is so freaking squeaky. Here. Yeah. This has been just, this literally has been so exciting. I'm in a very happy place right now. It was a really rough few couple of weeks, just a lot happening at once, but I, I'm really like back on schedule and I just love you guys so much for tuning in. This has been so much fun. I literally like, oh, I won't get into it. It's been long enough. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. And if you happen to still be listening, even though I have a huge mouth and I don't shut up, all episodes of I'm Reviewing Here are available now on YouTube. That's right. Just search for I'm Reviewing Here, the channel on YouTube. Subscribe. It's $100. No, it's not. It's free. You can subscribe to anything for free on YouTube, can you? I don't know. Please do. Uh, if you want to, if you love YouTube, if YouTube is just easier for you to listen to episodes, it's cool. I used to be anti-YouTube when it came to podcasts, but uh, I'm into it now. It's totally fine. I overthought things. I, I overthink things a lot. Uh, yeah, that's it though. Subscribe. YouTube. Episodes there. 
They air the same day as the episodes air on this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So if you like YouTube, go ahead and do it. Bye-bye.